Jesus loves you, He forgives you, and you mean the world to Him. Amen? Amen. 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 Today is our last week in our series called Jesus in His Own Words. Uh, about eight weeks ago, we started this series, and we said we started it because uh, there's a lot of different opinions out there as to who Jesus is. Do you remember some of those opinions that we've covered? Not what He said He is, but what the world says Jesus is. Anybody? Teacher. A teacher. He's a good teacher, right? Some say He's just a prophet. Some would say he's the main character of the Bible. Some would say that he's a radical leader, a revolutionary. Some would say he's, he's a political leader who overstepped his bounds and got punished for, for overstepping those bounds. Uh, others would say he's God. Others would say he's the Savior. Uh, and, and so we said we're going to do this series, Jesus in His Own Words, so that Jesus can speak for Himself. And over the last seven weeks, we've seen Jesus say, I am, and then fill in the blank. And for the most part, we've loved what Jesus has said about himself, right? Jesus said, I am the light of the world, and we loved it. Because Jesus, being the light of the world, shows us the way to heaven. He, he lights our path. He guides us. He leads us. We loved when he said he's a good shepherd. That intimate relationship that we have with our shepherd. He, he intimately cares for us. He intimately loves us. And he wants an intimate relationship with us. We loved when Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me will live even though they die. We love that. But today, Jesus makes his boldest claim ever. And it's challenging for us. We love it. But it challenges us. Because if Jesus is really who He claims to be today, then that changes everything about our lives. It changes how we view ourselves. It changes how we view our marriage. It changes the way we parent. It changes our priorities. It changes the way I work. It changes the way I approach Bible study and my prayer life. If Jesus is who He says He is today, it changes everything. And His claim comes at the end of John chapter 8. John is one of those books of the Bible that we call the Gospels. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. They're, they're four biographies of Jesus' life. And in John chapter 8, it, it, it ends in a conversation with the Jewish people and Jesus, and it ends in an argument. It didn't start that way, but it ends that way. In fact, when the conversation started, the Jewish people were loving Jesus. And, and at one point it says that uh, the Jews put their faith in Jesus. Jesus a Jew, and the Jews put their faith in Him. But then, Jesus says this in the middle of the conversation, whoever holds to my teaching, they are really my disciples, then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. And the Jews said, wait a minute, Jesus, we're not slaves of anybody. How can you say we'll be set free? Jesus was talking about being a slave to sin. They were talking about being slaves physically. And Jesus makes that clear. He says, look, you have to believe in me if you want to go to heaven. And they said, wait a second, Jesus. We're going to heaven because we're Jews. You don't understand. We have the correct DNA here. You see, we come from Abraham. If you remember Abraham, Abraham lived around 2000 B.C., and in Genesis, early chapters of Genesis, God appears to Abraham and says, Abraham, I'm picking you to be the father of a great nation, and that nation is going to be my special people. 
And they're going to bring in the Messiah of the world. And that nation was the Jewish nation. And so Jews during Jesus' time said, Jesus, I I hear what you're saying, but no thanks. Uh, You don't understand. I'm a Jew. I'm a shoo-in for heaven. I've I've got the right genes. And Jesus says, no, no, no. Your relationship with the Father is not good. In fact, you don't belong to God the Father. You belong to the, your Father, the devil. And then things really get heated. And that's where we pick up in John chapter 8, beginning with verse 48. The Jews answered him, Aren't we right in saying that you are a Samaritan and demon-possessed? I'm not possessed by a demon, said Jesus, but I honor my Father and you dishonor me. I'm not seeking glory for myself, but there is one who seeks it, and he is the judge. Very truly, I tell you, whoever obeys my word will never see death. At this they exclaimed, Now we know that you are demon-possessed. Abraham died, and so did the prophets. Yet you say that whoever obeys your word will never taste death. Are you greater than our father Abraham? He died, and so did the prophets. Who do you think you are? Jesus replied, If I glorify myself, my glory means nothing. My Father, whom you claim is your God, is the one who glorifies me. Though you do not know him, I know him. If I said I did not, I would be a liar like you. But I do know him and obey his word. Your father Abraham rejoiced at the thought of seeing my day. He saw it and was glad. You are not yet fifty years old, they said, and you have seen Abraham? Very truly I tell you, Jesus answered, before Abraham was born, I am. At this they picked up stones to stone him, but Jesus hid himself, slipping away from the temple grounds. This is the greatest claim that Jesus ever made. Before Abraham was born, I am. Jesus' claim, your first point, Jesus is the great I am. Do you see why it's so great? Do you see why it's so bold? Probably not. I am what? (laughs) Jesus, you you didn't finish your sentence. You are what? This is the boldest claim Jesus ever made because he's quoting Old Testament Scripture. And to understand, we have to flip back to Exodus chapter 3. So, Abraham lived 2000 B.C.? And God picked him to be the father of a great nation. 500 years later, 1500 B.C., the Jewish people were a million people. And so God really delivered on this great nation. There are a million people. But the Jews, also known as the Israelites, were slaves to the Egyptians. And God appeared to a man named Moses in the form of a burning bush. A bush was on fire, but it wasn't burning up. It just... Flames were coming out of it. And and God said to Moses, Moses, go lead my people out of Egypt. And Moses said, I don't think so. Uh, I'm not cut out for that. That's That's not me. And God says, no, no, go to Pharaoh, king of Egypt, and say, let my people go. And Moses said, hmm, no. And God said, well, go to my people, the Israelites, the Jewish people who are in in slavery, and tell them it's to pack up, let's go. And Moses said, okay, fine, I'll do that. But who should I say sent me? What if they ask me what your name is, what should I say? And here's God's response to Moses. God said to Moses, I am who I am. This is what you are to say to the Israelites. I am has sent me to you. 
Do you see why this is the boldest claim that Jesus ever made? Jesus is saying, my name, who I am, I am the same God that appeared to Moses in the burning bush 1,500 years before this. I am God, the Creator God, the God who gives life, the God who sustains life, the God who provides life. I am God Himself who was before Abraham, who was at creation, who was in the burning bush talking to Moses. That was me. I am God who has no beginning, no end, who never changes. This is me. I exist. I am God. That's what Jesus is claiming here. He's claiming to be that exact same person, that exact same God who was in the burning bush talking to Moses. There are some people and some religions that say Jesus never claimed to be God. And they're, they're right to a certain extent. Jesus never actually said the words, I am God. But look what he does here. He quotes Old Testament Scripture to say, My name, who I am, is the God of the burning bush, the God who appeared to Moses 1,500 years before this. Jesus very much claims to be God, and that is exactly who He is. He is the great I Am. And that's who He is today. He is God. He is the God who has always been. And that has three major application points for us today. Okay? Number one, we need to recognize Jesus for all that He is. Recognize Jesus for all that He is. The Jewish people failed to do that, right? They didn't recognize Him being God. In fact, did you catch what they call Him in verse 48? You are a Samaritan and demon-possessed. What's a Samaritan? Samaritan's a half-Jew. They were another nation... Uh, they started off Jewish and then they married outside of the Jewish race. And so now they're half Jews and they believed only parts of the Bible, parts of the Old Testament. And, and so the Jews and the Samaritans hated each other. There's major racism between them. Uh, the Jews thought that, they, that the Samaritans turned their back on God and the Samaritans thought the Jews were arrogant. And so both of them thought that the other one was going to hell while, the, while they were God's chosen people. And so there's major hatred. And, and so when they call Jesus a Samaritan, they're actually saying, Jesus, you're a Jew hater. That's who you are. You hate Jews. And you're going to hell. And then they said, and Jesus, what you're talking about here is so crazy, so off the deep end, you must be demon-possessed. And Jesus says, I'm not demon-possessed. But what do they do? They demean Jesus, right? They're demeaning Jesus. They're, they're, they're taking Him from His status as God and knocking Him down a few pegs, past good teacher and prophet, all the way down to being demon-possessed. Us here today. There might be some of us who, who are here, some of us listening online, who are struggling with and, and debating whether Jesus is actually the great I Am, whether He's actually God or not. But I would say the majority of us who are listening, the majority of us here, uh, would probably say, yeah, I believe Jesus is God. And yet, do we ever demean Him like these Jewish people? 
You see, we love the teachings that Jesus says, right? We love when he says, when he talks about love, when he talks about forgiveness, when he talks about how heaven's ours because he's going to raise us back to life. We love when he talks about preparing a place for us in heaven. We love those teachings, right? But are there ever times when we hear his word and we say, I can't get behind that? Because that's what the Jewish people are doing, right? The Jewish people say, we love what you said earlier, Jesus, but now you're correcting us and rebuking us by saying that we're not going to heaven just because of our DNA, and we don't like hearing that. So you're clearly demon-possessed. You're clearly a Samaritan. We're not going to listen to that part. They lost their wow factor. Jesus, the God of the world, standing before them, and they say, meh, we'll take some of what you say and some of what you don't say. And so again, we love those times when Jesus talks about love and forgiveness, but what about the times when He says, your body isn't your own. It's on loan from Me. Therefore, you don't have a choice in what you do. You answer to Me. You can't say, it's My body, I'll do what I want. No. Your body belongs to Jesus. Do we say, I humbly submit Jesus? Thank you for correcting Me? Or do we say, meh, I'll leave that one. What about when Jesus says that you can't serve two masters? Either you serve God or you serve money. But you can't serve both. One has to take top priority. And so do we say, okay, Jesus, you are my top priority and I'll trust that everything comes after? Or do we say, I don't like that one, I'm going to go after money? What about when Jesus lays out his plan for marriage and, and he tells us exactly what it's about and he tells us that, hey, there's actually roles in marriage? Do we say, thank you, Jesus, for correcting me? Or do we say, ooh, not politically correct, Jesus. Not going not gonna to follow that one. What about when Jesus says, don't give up meeting together? As some are in the habit of doing, but, but come together hear my word, study my word together, be built up in my word. I want to connect with you. Do we say, wow, the God of this world, the great I am, wants to connect with me, wants to have a relationship with me? Or do we say, eh, I'd like to sleep in on Sundays and I've got other things going on during the week. Kids are in all these sports and, and I've got things to do during the week. I don't want to go to Bible study. And, uh, and we stop meeting. And we say, I'm going to leave that one. <clears throat> You see, when, when we begin to pick and choose which teachings we're going to listen to from God's Word and which ones we're going to leave out, we're doing exactly what the Jewish people did. We're demeaning Jesus. And instead of saying, Jesus, You are God, I'm going to humbly submit to Your Word and say Amen. And instead say, I'm going to pick and choose. We take Him from being God to just a good teacher who has some good things to say and some things not so good to say. And we're just like the Jewish people, demeaning him, knocking him down a few pegs. And so the first thing we need to know is if Jesus is the great I am like he claims to be, we need to recognize Jesus for all that he is and humbly fall down on our knees and say, I obey your word. And did you catch what Jesus' promise was? If you obey my teaching, you will never see death. He's talking about hell. You'll never experience hell if you listen to what he's teaching. 
Jesus is the great I am. And so we recognize who Jesus is. But we also, and this is your second or your third point, is we also take comfort in all that Jesus is. Jesus says, I am. It's a present tense. It's not I was. It's not I will be. It's I am. He exists. It's ongoing. It never ends. The the great thing about Jesus being the I am is that it's constant and never changes. Think about how comforting that is when we live in a world that changes around us. We change, the people around us change, the world changes around us, and yet our God stays the same forever. Think about how comforting that is, especially as we sit here and we grew up learning that Jesus is the God who can forgive any sin, no matter how big, no matter how small. No matter how big of a mistake I made, no matter how small of a mistake I made, uh, Jesus could forgive it. And we grew up believing that. Yeah, that's no problem, right? But that was before I committed some big-time sins. Relatively speaking, my mistakes weren't that bad, but then I went to high school and college, and I, I left college, and my moral compass shifted a little bit. I changed. And now I look back and I say, man, I, I have some big sins on my record. I changed. Jesus, are you that same God that I grew up learning about? Are you the same God that, that promised me that you could forgive any sin no matter how big or, or, or how small? And Jesus says, I am. Jesus, I grew up learning that, that no one is unlovable to you. That, you. that you, we can't go far enough away from you and you will still love us no matter what. But Jesus, I've wandered quite a far ways away from you. I've wandered away and I don't even really like myself right now. Are you that same God that loves everyone? Are you the same God that promises there's nobody that's unlovable? And Jesus says, I am. Jesus, I grew up learning that that uh, you have control over all things and no matter what I'm going through, you can work all things for my good. But I look around the world and things seem to be going out of control. My relationships seem spinning out of control. My employment is spinning out of control. Jesus, are, are you that same God who promises that you have control and you're working all things for my good? And Jesus says, I am. Jesus, I grew up learning that that because you rose from the dead on Easter morning, you're going to raise me back to life so I can live with you forever in heaven. But Jesus, I've grown up since then. And my health isn't as good. And death is marching on closer and closer to me. And are you that same God who promised that you're going to raise me back to life? Are you that same God who promises that, that you are the resurrection and the life, that you're going to raise me back to life and live with you forever in heaven? And Jesus says, I am. You see, we take comfort in the fact that Jesus is the great I Am because He never changes. What He promised 2,000 years ago, He promised 1,500 years before that, He promised before Abraham, and He promised at the beginning of the world that He is the same God who never, ever changes. And what a comfort that is for us in a world that is constantly changing. 
in, in a world where our emotions, our lives are constantly changing, our God never changes. This is who He is. He is the great I Am, the God of this world. We recognize Him. We take comfort in Him. And finally, we make Jesus all that He is in your life. The Jewish people failed to do this. Do you see how it ended? They picked up stones to throw at Him to kill Him. Because they said, you aren't God. You're a blasphemer. You're claiming to be God when you're not. And so we're going to stone you to death. We don't want you in our life at all anymore. Praise God that we don't believe that. Praise God that we believe that Jesus is God. That He is the great I Am. And so instead of pushing Him away, let's make Jesus all that He is in our life. Let's make Him the God of our life. Let's crown Him as God of our life. Realize that as you open up the Bible, you are opening up Jesus' Word. And that you get to hear from the great I Am. The God of this world wants to talk to you and He does it through His Word. As you pray to Jesus, realize that you aren't just approaching a good teacher, someone who has wisdom. You are approaching the God of this world and He wants you to. He wants you to pray to Him. He wants to hear from you. He wants to take your burdens, your problems. He wants you to come to Him. And you get to pray to the great I Am who never changes. As you come on Sunday morning to, to church here, realize that you're not just coming to, to see people. It's not social time. It's, it's not just something to check off your list. It's not just uh, another commitment that you have. You get to come here to listen to the great I Am as He speaks from His Word. You get to join other Christians in praising the great I Am. And you know what Jesus' promise is? Where two or three gather together in my name, there I am with them. And so you get to come here and be in the presence of Jesus. The God of this world says He is here with us. It's just amazing. And finally, make Jesus all, all that He is in your priorities in life. The God of this world wants to have a relationship with you. He wants to love you. He wants to grow with you. He wants to have a relationship with you. And so let it affect your priorities. Where you live, what job you have, what you do on Friday nights, what you do in five years. Let your decisions be made around how can I grow closer to the great I am. Because the God of this world wants to have a relationship with you. He wants you to grow in His Word that you will never taste death. This is who Jesus is. He is the great I Am. He is the God of this world. And like I said at the beginning, in 30 days from now, or about a month from now, what are we going to be seeing? Jesus die on the cross where He paid for all of your sins because that's how much He loves you. We're going to see Him rise from the dead to conquer the grave, to promise you that you too will rise from the dead because that's how much He loves you. This is the great I Am, the God of this world. This week, let's recognize Jesus for all that He is. Take comfort in all that He is and then make Jesus all that He is in our life. Let's pray. Dear Jesus, we praise and thank You 
that you are the God of this world and that you want to have a relationship with us. We, we praise you uh, that you that loved us enough to die for us, rise for us, and promise us that uh, you are coming back to take us to be with you where you are. Uh, Lord, as we recognize that you are the great I am, help us to uh, take comfort in who you are and make you all that you are in our life. Uh, let us crown you in, in every aspect of our life uh, and let our lives be shaped by you, the great I am. Be with us this week and always as we do just that. Amen.